everybody. Welcome back to Bamcast Extra, episode 91. Woohoo. Woohoo indeed. I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. Man, we are back. Uh, you guys We're back so hard. voted for us to continue Michael Baywatch, and that's what we did. Thank you for that. We appreciate you voting with your vote that you paid for. Uh, so the choice this week was the Transformers sequel, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen from 2009. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same cast as the first film. I just want to point out that last week I neglected to mention that John Turturro is a BAMCast alum because he was Monkey Bone. Oh. Okay. I just neglected to mention, because we had a conversation about, has John Turturro been? I don't think he has. He, Yeah, he was Monkey Bone. Well, there we go. So I just wanted to issue that correction. Okay. He is also in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everybody who was in the first film mostly comes back. There's no John Voight. There's no Australian lady. Right. But no, uh, uh, what's his name? Anthony Anderson. No, Anthony Anderson. Uh, no other comic relief characters of any kind. Wow, you guys. Uh, Revenge of the Fallen is an experience that uh, hurts. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It uh, Okay, so what if, let's say you were having a production meeting and they were like, hey, guys. What are all the things that sucked in the first Transformers? And then they wrote a bunch of shit on the blackboard, and they're like, okay, we've got our plot for Transformers 2. Because that's what they have done here. I I, I remember being optimistic about uh, the Transformers franchise after the first one, after a rewatch, because I was like, you know what? That wasn't that bad. It had moments of goodness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It had uh, some some special effects that seemed to be good. Mm-hmm. And there were, you know, there were obviously peaks and valleys in that film. Uh, there were some really, really deep, deep valleys. Uh, this film seems to exist just in the valley. Like, I want to point out that we made a joke to ourselves when the movie started because when the Paramount logo flies in and all the stars wrap around it, they were making dumb transforming Are sounds. And we were like, that's the best this movie's going to get. We were right. <laughs> there are there are a, there's a line of dialogue every so often, maybe three tops in the film that we were like, God damn it, that's great. But other than that, this is a this is a black hole of entertainment. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Yeah, everyone's just kind of shouting random words throughout yes. the entire thing that don't fit together and like it's hard to explain but it's kind of like some sort of someone's going through word salad um and they're just saying things and your brain can't keep up because each line each subsequent line is just more ridiculous than the last and you're like did they just say but then they're already on to like three more things so you've then missed them Mm -hmm. and it's just this compounding tidal wave of what the fuck is coming out of everyone's mouth right now yep um my understanding is that this was they were in the middle this was in the middle of a writer strike at the time. Was it though cuz it's got three credited writers that have done other things. Well, I think you can have credited writers, but I just think that I think at some point work has to stop. Okay. And they just had to shoot what they had and they weren't allowed to do anything to it. I think that's how it works. Or... Like you could during the writer strike, you could still shoot anything. Right. Like if it's written, you can just pick it up and go, "Okay, but it was like first draft." Mhm. And they were just like, we've got to we've got to get this Transformers movie out. And I think that's what the problem was, because this thing is a fucking mess. Like, just 
I swear to God, the last hour and a half of this movie, I just, I had no clue what was happening. None. Zero. So, general plot. Okay. The the Transformers are still on Earth. Sam Witwicky's going to college. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shenanigans involved with him going to college. Right. And he uh, pulls out the hoodie that he was wearing during the finale of the first film, and inside of it is a tiny piece of the AllSpark. And so um, there's some shenanigans with that because it eats through his house like alien blood mm-hmm. and brings to life toasters. I, I guess and, it doesn't melt through like a marble cabinets yeah, or no, countertops. It, yeah, it got it to the counter it. and then it was just like, and okay, It was just like, good. hey, there's Mr. Coffee and all the other kitchen appliances. I'll, tra- I'll transmogrifizer them. <laughs> right. Transformographizers. So, yeah. It, it's a Gremlins movie for a minute as they're little dumb tiny robots battling it out. Uh-huh. And then Bumblebee, then he's like, hey, Bumblebee, I still love you, but, you know, freshmen aren't allowed to have cars at college, which is the strangest rule I've ever heard, but, and I don't think a rule at any college, but I could be wrong. Um, And so, hey, uh, great having you, you'll always be my first car, bye. Yeah, you have to stay here and live in my garage, you sentient robot. Why didn't you just do, like, (laughs) throw some pebbles at it and be like, Bumblebee, you have to go, I don't don't love you anymore. Yes. Go fly, be free in the farm. He also has to throw pebbles at Megan Fox, <laughs> even though I don't know. I don't know what their deal is in this, and I don't care. They want to break up. They don't want to break up. He's going to college. She's going to stay working in the garage. Well, she, of... she has to stay at home because her 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 jailbird, jailbird dad <laughs> from the first one is now out and she can't leave him. Yeah. Even though he had lots of time to be alone, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't know. But, but maybe he'll just go right back to the crime if she's not around. I don't, that's probably I don't, that's probably what it was. I don't know. It's but, just the crime will happen. Um, meanwhile, uh, the Autobots and the soldiers, including Josh Duhumel and uh, Tyrese. Tyrese from the first one, are now like sanctioned. Uh, you pointed out that they're run by Glenn Morehower. Is that how you say it? Morshower. Morshower. Yeah. Morsh- take Morshowers. A- Agent Pierce from yeah, 24. Yeah, he's, he's still alive, even though he was the one that cut the hard line in the base in the first one believed to be dead he has a different name in this they just call him general morshower <laughs> oh in the first one he was like general hunt or somebody like that so oh yeah so not maybe the same guy i i don't doesn't matter it's technically are, the same guy <laughs> uh, it, human speaking yes it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. um right anyway so they're they're teamed up and they're still like running covert operations yeah. sort of but there's because... a pinhead from the nsa who's just like Hey Autobots, you're busy fucking shit up, and we yeah. don't need you. And get... maybe maybe they're only fighting us because you're here. Yeah. So why don't you all just make like a tree and get out of here? Yeah, why don't you fuck back off to space, you yeah. fucking space robots? And then they they fuck up Shanghai. I think it was they said it was somewhere. Yeah, because th- their missions are basically like whenever there's any Decepticon activity, they just they you know these guys roll out and they're they're called Nest. Mm-hmm. And soldiers and Autobots, and they just go and, and fuck shit up and, and stop whatever the dumb Decepticons are doing. But of course, that's just like, you blew up Shanghai, stopping the terrorists, dirt to dirt, you know, and it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. So, so there's that plot going on, and, you yeah. know, they're constantly being threatened to be shut down by the pinhead dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam goes to college. He has a weird hacker roommate who runs some website, and. Like, he's there for five seconds, and the guy's like, come check this out, and they go into their secret room where it's just, we run the dope, it's like, hey, ch- r- killer robot f- footage from Shanghai, look at it, we gotta get it out first. Ah, oh, we've been scooped by some, it, just whatever, but it's just... I think the implication is they're scooped by John Turturro. Yeah. 
but, but uh, they they do have a line of dialogue. Right, that, I was that, hoping you wrote that down. Yeah, because uh, as they're rapid fire explaining their dumb bullshit to Sam, one of them says, "Look, man, the internet is pure truth," and we're like, uh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> "Yeah, sure it is." But man, we were so naive once upon a time. Yeah, just you go to the internet to get the the truth. See, the problem is is that because of the delay from the the young people to the old people, mm-hmm. the old people are just now thinking the internet is where you go get to get the truth, uh, and that's why everything's yes. totally fucked up. Now. So, this is why the country has had its revenge and it has fallen. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, there's a chick who wants to have the sex with Sam. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. But internally, he never says, no, 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 no. Right. But yeah, so there's a chick who wants to have sex with the Sam, and there's a party, and I don't know, shenanigans happen at the party. For some oh, no, reason, no, 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 no. She tries to have, she tries to like cost him there at the party. Yeah. And it's like, first off, like, it's Shia LaBeouf. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's an ugly guy, but it's like, he's not the guy that's going to have women react to him like they do in this movie. Right. I'm just this woman is aggressively into him like yeah to the point where you're just like "Uh uh-uh something's not right here right obviously (laughs) well I mean besides Megan Fox there's this lady and it's Mm -hmm. just like come on like I know it's Shia LaBeouf like yeah it is (laughs) I mean come on yes (laughs) exactly but anyway they're at a banging party too because like the punch bowl is filled with Mountain Dew (laughs) (laughs) but but Bumblebee shows up and Parks, like, he's in car form and Parks, like, on the steps of this place. He's in their bushes, basically. And I, I only bring this up because it's the other probably best line in the movie besides the internet is always true or whatever the hell. Um, is Sam goes running at, like, this is the first time he's able to escape aggressively, you know, sexually aggressive lady. Right. Um, because Bumblebee's out there and two frat dudes run up and they're like, freshman, is that your car? He's like, no, uh, it's it's just a friend of mine. Friend of mine he went to get you a tighter shirt. <laughs> One dude just looks at the other one and goes, there isn't a tighter shirt. We checked. And then they fist bump, <laughs> they fist bump each other. It's what the fuck? <laughs> it's the only other good line. It's great. Movie. Like, that's, I think, legit. That's the best thing in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. That 12 seconds of whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, also... But then then he jumps into Bumblebee's, but so does the aggressive chick. Yeah. And then she gets aggressive again, and then Bumblebee tries to, you know, cock block, (laughs) with good reason, Sam, because first it's just, you know, through uh, the use of the radio playing, like, you know, she's a super freak, and your cheating heart and all these things, and Mm -hmm. then he starts fucking with the seat, and actually, like, slams her head against the dash, Yep. and then sprays antifreeze some sort of... (laughs) thing out of on all over onto her yeah and she gets out all like ah well i never mm-hmm. and it's like when you know what the plot is later it's like really like that was what that was what foiled your plans because whatever we'll just skip ahead later she shows back up in, in his dorm room while uh because megan fox has like discovered the shard oh he gave her the shard he it gave was... her the shard immediately like at the beginning like you yeah. keep this and then because there was a remote controlled uh well, decepticon, decepticon yeah his name wheelie mm-hmm. <laughs> um and she locks him in a box yeah and sorts starts trying to like domesticate him yeah like she burns out one of his eyes with a blowtorch and then i guess that breaks him and he, he he's like she treats him like a pet and Throws him in a box and is like, well, I should take this to Sam. Yeah. And hops on a plane. Yeah. Because aggressive uh, college girl has like got all over Shia LaBeouf again and is starting to obviously transform out because like an evil metal tail comes out 
of her ass. And then that's just when, you know, Megan Fox shows up and opens the door right when they're quote unquote making out. Uh-huh. Because I mean, she's literally been throwing him around the room and pins him. And yeah. But yeah, and but then, yeah Megan Fox is just like, oh, I never. And yeah, then you we're, know, we're walks over. Away. And then, but then she continues to throw him around the room. And then she's like, wait, what? And then so now it becomes robots in disguise. Yeah. At, at college. Well, not specifically like <laughs> Megan Fox doesn't see her like become a robot. It, it, he She hears Shia LaBeouf screaming because then her tongue that's in his mouth like becomes a metal thing that wraps right. around his face and he starts screaming. And, yeah. 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 It, it, and, and the only thing that's notable here is that the roommate shows back up. And there's really high pitched screaming, and you're like, you're you're got a shot on Megan Fox, and you're like, well, she's not obviously screaming, and then it fans down, and it's Shia LaBeouf that's screaming like really high pitched. Yep. <laughs> and then they run run away, and yeah. this thing chases them, and they steal a car. Yeah, and I guess the thing was into him because he has been seeing uh, the symbols, right? The things. Because because yeah, after this point, after this like robot attack, they they steal a car and get away, or they or he's like they're ta- they're having a talk in the car, and it's like the the roommate's like, oh, I might have somebody who will know how to get that those symbols out of your head or just figure out what they mean. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he's basically been zapped by the piece of this thing from the first one, right? And so the rest of this movie kind of becomes like a national treasure movie, as you said, because yeah, they well, go. I mean, so like even bo- okay, so. That's that's kind of the the spot where we took a a, a break mm-hmm. from this movie because we did pause the movie for a few minutes. So that had been the first hour, but like so there had been a lot of Shia LaBeouf. Like he goes to class that Professor Rain Wilson is there to. He's just like fucking rock star astronomer guy who's just like macking on ladies they, in class. They treat him like how Indiana Jones is like the hot archaeology yeah. professor because yes. all the ladies are just like <sighs> right. And it's weird because at one point, like, so Shia LaBeouf is constantly, like, I don't know other any other way to say. He's just spazzing out just because, like, it's supposedly in his head he's seeing things, but he's just freaking out like a robot and just jerking around and everything like that. So he looks like a crazy person. He get, 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 gets up on the stage well, he, well, and he tries speed, to... Yeah, he speed reads his entire astronomy yeah. book and then tries to get up and prove uh, Einstein was wrong yeah. because inner Excuse job. me. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, how dare you embarrass me in front of the dean? And the dean is like watching him give this class where he's macking on ladies in the... It's like, this is the weirdest fuck. What is happening? I mean, to the point that like he's like, the stars. There's like Virgo. And then he looks at this one girl and like, the virgin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, he like, he, he walks in and like takes a bite out of an apple and just tosses it in the crowd to which a girl is like, ooh, I'm going to eat the rest of these. Like, yeah, finish that for me. It's like, the fuck is happening <laughs> i don't know i really don't know but anyway yeah so like they drive off and it's like there's only one man who can help me and it's like we've got to go meet the the rival hacker boy but it turns out rival hacker boy is john Taturo, who's working in a deli because sector seven got shut down mm-hmm. and he's got a basement filled with crap he stole which just so happens to explain everything, and then they've got to national treasure the shit and find the thing that means the thing, and then the thing will happen. Yeah, pretty much here. I, I will. I will sum up the plot because I stupidly was paying attention way too hard in this movie. All right. So they go to his secret thing, and he is basically like, "Yep, we have these symbols all around the world, all throughout time, which means they've been here. They've been here a lot longer than when they showed up two years ago." Blah blah blah. They they've been here, and we get a little flashback of like the original primes coming to Earth, and they had this. Machine. I mean, this this isn't all in this one scene, but I'm going to sum up the fucking dumbass plot of this movie. Yep. Is that 
back in the day, I guess Energon just sucks energy, doesn't have a sun or you know, anything to actually produce it. So they've got to hop from world to world with this machine that basically sucks the power out of a star and kills the the star and any you know, of course, any planets yeah. nearby because they're not going to have a star anymore. But, but but the primes had a directive. Yeah, yeah the primes directive was <laughs> which was basically you can't use the Genesis project on any planets that have life on them. Yeah. So, but apparently this one. Yeah, the one like you know evil one that I don't I think ever has a name other than the, the fallen. fallen. Yeah, they, that's it's the, voiced by Tony Todd. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's just like we fuck Earth. We're gonna eat the sun, and was stopped basically. Mm-hmm. But and all the all the other primes or most of the rest of the primes, I guess, like sacrifice themselves to because hey, guess what? The matrix of leadership is back. It's the key that actually turns this machine on in this yeah. in this instance. Yeah. So he doesn't it, prime doesn't have the matrix of leadership, no. which is the thing that made him a prime. It's just a thing that existed to turn on the thing that eats the sun. Right. Okay. Blah. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Blah. And um. But yes, that's that's the story that they get, and they're like, well, we have to go to one of the original, you know, like they've been here a while. Look at this car. This was a, a transformer in this biplane. This was a transformer, and it's like, well, they've been here a while. Where where would we find an old plane? And they're like the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum. And they're like to the museum. Yep. And they walk around and do a whole dumb thing where they infiltrate that. Um. I'm not even gonna discuss it because it's so dumb, but. Then they're walking around basically in this huge hangar, which is not at all what the Air and Space Museum looks like. It's not this one giant room like this with just a shitload of things <laughs> yeah, crammed in. It's a big room where all the important planes are. <laughs> yeah, but that's not important right now. Um, <laughs> but they're walking around with like a Geiger counter or some shit and then eventually get to this SR-72 Blackbird. They're like, this is it. Touch the... Oh, this is this where the this is where the thing comes in. The thing? The the shard that she has. She she pulls the shard out of her purse and they touch it to, oh, is that where it, to, okay. the, to the Blackbird and it brings it back to life. Okay fine so they did it did come back up yeah because it comes to life and it's jet fire and he's old and he's got a robot cane and he's scottish and he's scottish <laughs> for some reason um but yeah well we haven't even mentioned that there are i mean i think anyone who's ever seen this movie will most likely remember the most infamous two characters in this movie and that's the the pair of extremely racist trans autobots mm-hmm. you know just yep <sighs> The ones that start off as life is like a couple like dinky little ice cream trucks. They the, no, they were the same ice cream truck. Oh. They were two halves of an ice cream truck. Oh, okay. And then they get new bodies as pieces of shit cars, whatever they are. Yeah, just Chevy. You it's know. a Chevy Beat. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, e- yeah. They're racist as fuck. That's that's all. We need to mention about them. I yeah, guess, it's gross. They're terrible. I right. mean, not only caricature designs with like a dangly gold tooth, but like everything that they're saying is just the most cringeworthy shit ever said. Yeah, it's Mudflap and Skids. Those are the two. Mm-hmm. One's one's a Chevy Beat. One's a Chevy Trax. Okay. Never they're, heard they're of fucking either. trash. Yeah, they are. But anyway, Jetfire comes back to life. He's a Scottish robot for some reason mm-hmm. with a cane. Yep. And he's just like, well... First, let's go outside. You know, he's like, first, he's just like, he wakes up and he doesn't know where the fuck he is. And this is the this is the start of the dumb shit that is about to happen, because 
I mean, the, the super dumb shit, because it's like, no, if yeah. you've ever been to this place, A, you know, it's not a big giant hangar warehouse full of every plane ever, you know, that's yeah. ever been important. Like the Apollo capsules, everything yeah, is just like, hanging in this one room. The, the Enola Gay, the Spirit <laughs> of St. Louis, it's all here. You know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's no themed rooms, no, no anything that teaches you anything. It's just they're all hanging in yeah. this one place. But he's just like, I let me out of this room and bust through like the roll door in the back where they load everything. <laughs> And suddenly they're just like in an abandoned airfield in the fucking mountains. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah, it's like, like, where are you? The Air and Space Museum is in downtown fucking D.C. <laughs> yeah, there's no mountains for a ways. Yeah. And also there's not just a giant airfield behind it with a whole bunch of other planes. Yeah. Lesser but, important <laughs> planes. But they're just bumbling around there and he's telling the rest of the story about the machine and everything. And then he's just like, well, come on, gather everyone. And now keep in mind, it was him. Mm-hmm. It was John Turturro, the college roommate, mm-hmm. Megan Fox, and Shia LaBeouf that were in the museum. I, I, did, did they bring in the, any of the Transformers? Were the racist bots even in there? No. I don't think they were. No. because They show up later. Because all of a sudden, he just goes, come on, gather around, and he makes like an energy bubble, and apparently he has teleporter powers, because they teleport to yeah. fucking Egypt. Yeah. But when they do, it's comic, like, everybody's just flying through the air or bouncing off the ground. But okay. But now suddenly Bumblebee's here and the two racist bots. Yeah, maybe they were in the general vicinity. But OK, so there was a big deal before that. OK, because like before they went to go do that, uh, there's a big robot battle in the f- woods and Optimus Prime gets murdered. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> OK, <laughs> Optimus Prime gets fucking jacked like it's just all the Decepticons gang up on him and beat him to death. Because he's trying to protect Shia LaBeouf for right. some reason. Because he has the things in his head. But I don't even think he knew that at this point. He's just like, hey, Sam Witwicky, Witwicky. Yeah. Like, I will protect you. Right, because, okay, so what happened was the Constructicons have shown up. They went down to the lowest point in the ocean where they dropped Megatron and just go right down there and revive him like okay your plan was fucking dumb mm-hmm. all it took was some decepticons to go we're going there and then they do and then they bring him back to life so mm-hmm. megatron's back optimus prime is dead yeah also they were able to do this because another like really dumb thing that didn't make any sense is first they broke in to steal the shard of the whatever the fuck it was cube cosmic cube or whatever the fuck it was he all spark all spark from the first one yeah. that the government had, yeah. which was supposedly in some undetectable electromagnetic thing, blah, blah, blah. But they're just like, hey, it's there. Well, they know that because uh, NSA Pussy Boy has had a video conference where he has just blurted out the location of the thing. Right. And it just so happens that Soundwave is basically fucked a, an American satellite in space and become that satellite. Yeah. Hey, Soundwave's in this. <laughs> right. But he's a satellite. Yes. He he's just hanging out in space and he fucks the satellite and becomes the satellite. And then he learns that's that's how they learn everything. They just listen to all communications and go, OK, go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, they they very easily just know where this is. Break right in, steal the thing. And that's what they use to revive Mihotron. Yes. Um, also, this starts a new thing of just because when they did that, they were like, he needs parts. And so they murder one of the, the Constructicons to just use parts. And this is just apparently a new thing now where it's like, how do you repair a Transformer? Murder another Transformer and just the the Transformer that needs his parts will just suck all the parts onto himself. Well, Chuck, I don't want to, you know, burst your bubble, but you can, and to some extent, do that with humans. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, you can. No. We just, uh, we, we generally don't. Unless you volunteer and they put it on your driver's license. I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. All right. Um, but yes, all of this dumb shit has led them to Egypt, where the rest of the movie will pretty much take place. Yep. Because now they're in Egypt, but they didn't like teleport exactly where they need to. And the Scottish robot's just like, hey, here's a thing about the point of a dagger and three kings and blah, blah, blah. And I'm tired, so I'm just going to wait here. Go on. Yeah, Go good on luck, guys. <laughs> also, Jetfire has Decepticon emblems, but he's chosen to become an Autobot. Yeah. And to which the little wheelie robot that Megan Fox has is like, wait, we can do that? We can choose? Yep. Yeah. And so. And he does. And then he humps Megan Fox's leg. Yeah. Which is not the first instance of tiny animal fucking that goes on in this movie because the Witwicky's two dogs throughout the entire first 15 minutes of this movie are just constantly fucking each other. Uh-huh. <sighs> yep. Yeah. So the rest of this movie is in But Egypt. everyone just kind of stands around and watches this thing hump Megan Fox's leg and they're yeah. like, uh, you know, that's something you're like and she's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's not. Yeah, it's no. It's a grown-ass sentient being. It's a Decepticon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the rest of the movie is in Egypt, and then an hour and a half later, the credits roll. <laughs> All right, yeah. I mean, I... Look, I mean, no, I was going to say, like, they, they national treasure, treasure their way, because, like, they go one place, and they're like, oh, what have they mean here? It's like the, the where Egypt and Jordan or Damascus or something come together, and... It's three stars of Orion's belt are and pointing at this thing. And, and they're like, hey, it points here, let's go here. And they're... <laughs> like, they call out to Josh Duhamel and all the soldier dudes, and they're like, bring Optimus Prime's body here. Right. Um, now... This isn't the first time. Like, they went and retrieved Optimus Prime's body from the thing <laughs> and take it back to their airbase in New Jersey. And, the like, the, the helicopter that's, like, hauling him just drops him, like, 20 feet off the ground. And it's like, thanks? Like, yeah. I mean, just like, hey... This is your, and all the other Autobots are just standing around, like, thanks for, you know, dropping our friend's corpse onto the tarmac here. Just cut net and just let him drop <laughs> but they do it again because they go to egypt and drop him off there except this time they give him parachutes but yeah because they, they drop him from a lot higher right um but yeah so optimus and the soldiers are like waiting in this village near the pyramids the sam and, and company are off like trying to get to them mm -hmm. it's like there's this weird artificial separation thing where so they have this whole big giant battle and they have to have lots and lots of slow-mo as they run into the village, and then they hide, and then there's more battling. Mm -hmm. And then Sam finds the Matrix thing, but then it turns to dust, and he throws it in his sock and is like, I believe this will still revive Optimus Prime. We just got to get it to him. Yeah. So slow motion, blah, blah, blah. He finally gets to Optimus Prime, drops the thing on him. Oh, no, no. First, he, first he, he gets blown up. Like, there's a big thing, and then it's like, Shia LaBeouf is dead. Yes. And... He is. He's dead. He's dead, and he goes to Transformer Heaven, and... <laughs> Don't know why. <laughs> uh, well, because, like, That's he's... That's not where all boys go. <laughs> but he's holding, like, the, the, the Matrix dust, which is, like, blowing all around him, and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. all we are is Matrix dust in the wind. Yep. And uh, he goes to Robot uh, Transformer Heaven, and some of the other primes are like, you know, you can't just find the Matrix leadership. You have to earn it, and you sacrificed yourself... So you proved it. So, you know, return. We apparently have the power to bring you back to life here yeah. in Transformer Heaven. Well, you know. Good thing you came to us. Transform him <laughs> from dead to alive. Right. <laughs> Can't get that in your normal dumbass heaven now, can you? <laughs> it's more than meets the died. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yes, he uh, he comes back to life and then runs over and sprinkles the dust on Optimus Prime. No, 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 no. Huh? What? No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. The no, Matrix no. of Leadership reforms into the double yeah, oh, dagger right. thing. Yes, right. He goes Sorry. over and Pulp Fictions this thing into Optimus Prime's chest. That's right. Yes, he does. <laughs> so Optimus Prime wakes up and is just like, thanks. And then just immediately... Megatron swoops in and goes yoink. <laughs> oh no, it's the fallen dude comes in. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, because the fallen like when the fallen shows up, he has all these crazy fucking powers, and it's like, okay, if you were a prime or a fallen prime, mm-hmm. how come Optimus Prime doesn't have any of these super fucking powers? Because yeah. like he's up on top of the Great Pyramid, mm-hmm. and like they're just like launching the entire military force at him, and he's just like, guess what? I got a giant fucking you know magnet in my chest. Yeah. So I'll just fuck all your tanks and helicopters and everything. And yeah, he's just doing the thing where you pick up all the debris and then slam it down to the ground. And, right. And just doing that over and over again. But yeah, he just comes over and like does some sort of thing like whoop, nope, my, my matrix. And then yeah. almost kills Prime again, like pretty quickly. Like, well, he he, ta- he yoinks the thing out of his chest uh-huh. and then it's just like, well, that was the thing that was going to bring Optimus back to life. So now he's just kind of like, Bleh. and so the <laughs> so Jetfire has shown, but decided there's one like there's a. Thor in the Avengers moment where Jetfire swoops in and is just like fuck this noise and just starts wrecking shit. You're like yay, and then uh, Ravage, which is the the sound wave cartridge, the, right? The, the Panther, the, yeah. Thing. It was there and it decides to eat the middle of Jetfire, so Jetfire is dying and he's like, Prime, take my pieces parts to make you be super Prime and it'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he just all his dumb parts become part of Optimus Prime and now he's like this weird half truck half, <laughs> half stealth jet. plane. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like reached his final form. Yeah. He's gone full Super Saiyan and mm-hmm. he's ready to tear some shit up and yeah. he he kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. The, so the Constructicons have done their thing where they all form up to form uh Devastator. Right. And Devastator apparently in this has a function to just suck in everything and shoot it out somewhere else. It basically shits it out with yeah. fire. Yeah. So that- also there's a lot of like Transformers farting random things. Like when Jetfire <laughs> first comes back to life, he farts out a parachute. Whenever that. Wheelie transforms, he farts out a little fire. Yeah. It's just it's just it's, random like pissing just, and farting and everything. Yep, and humping of animals, life. fucking and and pissing and farting. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but so like the the thing that's supposed to destroy the sun is inside this pyramid. So devastators on top of it, just sucking out all the bricks and shooting them all over the place. Right. So and and then Optim- super Optimus Prime shows up and yeah, it's just he just like, kind of flies over it with his newfound jet powers. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, fuck that shit. Yeah, stop doing this. <laughs> it's kind of funny because like he. They don't ticking clock that thing at all. No. Like, it's just like, hey, they turned it on because he got the Matrix, and, and Optimus was like, oh, yeah, well, fuck that shit, blam. Yep. And just, it's like <laughs> taken care of in like a second. And then it's just like, well, I guess I got to fight the fallen dude, and mm-hmm. he does, and pretty much murders him. Yep. And then kind of fucks up Megatron a little bit again, and Megatron, Megatron and Starscream are like, well, we'll get you next time, Prime. And yeah. Fly Megatron off. in this is like Magneto in that last X-Men movie where he's just kind of there mm-hmm. in the finale. He's not really doing much. He's just kind of chilling because the Fallen has proven himself to be. He's the one. He's the, you know. Yeah. Oh, plus, he was the other superpower he had is he was just uh, transporting all over the place. Yeah. That's yes. how he got to Optimus so fast. It's right. like he was doing the little blink thing, just like punching, you know, punching into uh, tanks and then <laughs> blinking over to the next one, punching the next one. But yeah, he just blinks right over Prime. It's like my Matrix. So basically at the end, like, so he kills the fallen and Megatron and Starscream are just like, see ya. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, I guess we'll see them later. <laughs> yeah. We get some more of these movies to make. Yep. And then it's over. Optimus gives a speech. and 
Sure. Sam goes back to college. He and Megan Fox make out for a little bit or something. Yeah. Um, we don't know if he gets back to college. He's just on the deck of the, the ship at the end. Well, our, our mid-credits scene, oh, right, he, right, he goes right. back yeah, to they, college. Yeah, they do. Yeah. He did go back to college. Boy. Because he goes back to class, and then Rain Wilson's like, hey, welcome back, guy. Hey. Professor. He's like, I was busy. Yeah. Did it. <laughs> I was a musical cue because it was such a good line. Yeah, I was busy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. See, I can write good movies. Yeah, you, you totally can. I, do I wish you'd written one. I do things. They go running. <laughs> They're shooting over here. Mm-hmm. My God, did that smell good? Uh. This movie sucks. Yeah, it does. It's, it's super bad. Um, How bad is it? Well, let's rate it. Okay. Um, I went back and forth on this throughout the film, but when the end credits rolled, I was firm in my belief that this is a five-bag movie. Fuck this thing. I it kept like going back and forth thinking, well, like, okay, maybe on technical merit and for stunt work, I can't give this five jocks. No, I or five bags. I absolutely can give it five bags because it is one of the most insufferable things you have to sit through. Like, they double down so hard on the worst aspects of the first film. There's so much shit we didn't even talk about. Yeah, his parents. His parents are omnipresent throughout this movie. Yeah. And, and I think the... the the key scene is like they drop him off at because like, I, I know we already went through our things, but mm-hmm. this must be mentioned because of, yeah, it, oh yeah, absolutely. It, it reinforces your your five bagness. It does, yeah. Um, when they're at college, for some reason, they're dropping him off. This is the first day. They're dropping him off, and then his mom, who is now, it's it's weird because she was kind of like the sensible one, like kind of quiet in the first one, and it was Kevin Dunn who was being weird. Mm-hmm. Now it's like she's gone through menopause and is like that kind of la- level of crazy. Yeah. Where she's just like flipping emotions every three seconds. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying like, I I know women that have gone through menopause. This is exactly like. She's like, entering pond far. Yeah. It's, she like, cannot control her emotions. Like nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's like she is all over the place. But she walks in with a, with an empty bag with like a marijuana leaf on it. It's like, yeah, these uh white guys with dreadlocks were selling these. And they're, and they're all like, those, those are made with reefer. And she's like, well, it's my cheat day. You can't. And so she's just downing pot brownies. And then there's a whole extended sequence of her just flipping out on pot brownies. Yeah. Including finally like running through the quad and tackling somebody who's playing <laughs> playing like extreme frisbee or whatever the fuck. Yeah, she does just full on tackle a dude. <laughs> and she's like, my frisbee, woo! <laughs> and it's like, the fuck is this doing in this movie or any movie? Like, I mean, yep. what we just ran through is like the basic normal plot. There is so much bullshit from frame to frame. Yeah. So, sorry, I... I will also just go ahead and throw because we're if we're we're raging against the dying of the fallen, uh-huh. then I will. I'm I'm not going to go full five bags. I am going four bags. Okay. Um. I I I may be just as angry as you, but it doesn't. There's something. There's some mild thing. Just I I think it's because it's still an okay shot movie that yeah. I can't like. It doesn't completely piss me off, but like everything else about it is bad. Like I mean, the the special effects aren't terrible. The the way it's shot is standard Michael Bay esque bullshit. Yeah, the, what, what you're looking at isn't fun. But I'm just saying, like, there are movies. There's a, there's a thing about five bag movies to me where it's just like, oh, there is just absolutely nothing redeemable about this. I, and I, this is awfully close. I but. mean, yeah. So I think what it came down to for me is that. I don't think the effects in this are as good as the first one. They don't integrate well, and. 
what compounds that for me is that the last hour and a half of this movie takes place in the desert, which is a more simplistic background to do your effects on because for the most part it's sand and that's mm-hmm. it it's not a city right and i felt like the effects in the first film integrated into like traffic situations and all that stuff and in this it was just like i i i don't know they must have like did the did the fx people go on strike with in sympathy with the writers because like yeah there's like a level of detail that's not included in this for some reason i don't know some some scenes look really sharp to me like there there are this is of that era where when you had uh, IMAX versions, they felt compelled to shoot certain sequences right. in, in IMAX, like the Dark Knight. Like if you watch, uh, you know, the original unedited Blu-ray of the Dark Knight, you're going to get like those opening scenes and, and the, the skyhook stuff and, you know, that are in like, you know, the, the blender boxing bars go away. Right. You know, if you're watching a Blu-ray. So this has a few of those mm-hmm. kind of things. Mm-hmm. I felt like those looked really fucking good. I mean, obviously it's some of the worst scenes of the movie because it's like it's like the whole like when Devastator comes together and yeah. that whole dumb thing but it looks really fucking good yeah the Devastator stuff looks good yeah it just by that point I was just oh I know yeah, my yeah. eyes were crossed and I was just like I don't absolutely what's I'm happening. Yeah, not defending I'm just no, saying no, there's yeah. still some technical merit to it that doesn't get it all the way to five bags for yeah. me I and I look I fully recognize that like I wouldn't give this a star like I wouldn't say this is a one star movie um, because it does have have technical merit but I just this is up there with Ford Fairlane to me, where it's just like, I want everyone in this film to die. Like, just die, please. Like, yeah. I I don't care if it's a noble sacrifice or not. Just murder everyone. Oh, we were cheering because we thought the racist bots were about to get sucked into Devastator. And we were like, oh, man, come on. Yeah. Kill them. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 If this movie has any merit other than the couple of lines of dialogue that we mentioned, there's there's a running thing in this movie. I don't know why, where it's just like... Mostly Optimus Prime, but some other robots do it, too, where it's just like, I'm going to end this by just ripping this other Transformers face in half. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the way this is the only way to murder them. <laughs> oh, I think he punched the heart uh, the fallen's heart through his chest. Yeah. 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 I believe that did happen. A uh, special technical award to the spirit gum or whatever was keeping Megan Fox's top on throughout most of this movie. Sure. Because it was barely... Like it, sh- technically speaking, it should not be staying on. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a whole physics other- were being yeah, defied. F- yeah, here. physics were being defied. I, yeah. I spirit gum or whatever was happening there. But it just, I mean, it felt like, especially during the big long battle at the end. How many times can you have your cast run away from something that's exploding in slow motion? Uh, apparently, a lot. Yeah, but it was just it. I ne- they only seem to exist at some point to hide behind something. Oh no, that's about to get blown up! Run, run, run to the next thing. Oh no! This is about to get blown up. Run, run, run to the next. Like, yeah. Well, we already, I already told you how you fix the Transformers thing. We did it at the end of the last episode, which mm-hmm. is minimize the human interaction. Yeah. Like it, it really should have been like two or three movies of a very small unit, like with you know the soldier dudes just trying to stop shit without causing or you know, drawing attention, like yep. keeping it secret. And I will, I will continue to maintain my conflict with Tyrese in that same with the Fast and the Furious movies is that he's just saying things mm-hmm. that aren't funny like there's no joke or comedic anything to what he's saying but he says them with such confidence that you think like oh I'm supposed to laugh at that but it's just a sentence of dialogue and he he does he did it in the first one he did it in this he does it in all the Fast and Furious movies where it's just like eh. <laughs> so mm-hmm. man th- yeah this is one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> oh, come on, Al. 
Come on. No, no. Like I was saying, like it's it's good. Like it it's good to watch this because it's like it's like a full on reset. It's like okay, I've I've been to the dark place. I've been to the the lowest of the low. Now let's 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 come back strong a week later. I don't think we've had like a five bag movie during extra. I don't think that's happened. And I'm just gonna scroll through here. I, I we've had some some close things like Mean Guns was was close. We were both like negative fours on that. I know Jing, a, Jingle All the Way was pretty close. What about that? Um, the well, no, you actually kind of like the ending of that weird uh, sex movie with the where they like the sex future aliens. It's like it, the whole movie was a fucking jungle adventure, and then there's like they go to like sex robot world in the last third. Oh, uh, uh, mm, is that Jane in the Lost City? No, that was the Perils of Gwendolyn. Yeah, Perils of Gwendolyn. In the land of the Yik Yak. Yeah. Yeah, that one was all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like that. No, that was not all right. That was terrible. Okay. Well, for me, okay. I've given two other movies uh, five bags. So Out of I, extra? Yeah. You uh, have. Christmas Eve and Christmas with the Cranks. Huh. So this is on par with Christmas with the Cranks. This is just an insufferable time where I want everyone in the film to die a horrible death. Hmm. All right. So man, what a shame is like, it? It is because it's, it's a global phenomenon. Like mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you, you had that first movie that had potential and you just double down on the worst aspects of it. It's just like, man, people really love that mom. And it's, it's no, you, you, so, well, I, I I think we're going to try to continue Michael Bay watch. Well, I mean, it's in the hands of the people. It is. In the Again, hands of the I am just imploring you that we continue Michael Bay watch. We are, however, going to take a break from the Transformers. Yes, um, uh, there is a, another option in the poll. You will see that the poll uh, version or the option to continue Bay watch for this week is The Rock. And I would like to implore you all to vote for that because that will be an excellent palate cleanser. I feel like you're just stacking the deck like you. you, you I know you. Uh, I know you really, really, really love The Rock. I like The Rock. Yeah. I just feel like you've stacked that like this is going to be a guaranteed five jocks movie, though it probably already would have been for you anyway, just by following it up with Transformers Two. I, I it was not on purpose. Okay. I did I didn't think going back it like like the first film, I saw this when it came out, mm-hmm. remembered being thoroughly disgusted by it, but haven't thought about it since. So Coming into it today, I was looking forward to it in a way that, that maybe I did with the first one, which was, okay, I recognize that there are bad aspects of this, but there is something here. I didn't come into this thinking it was going to be this. Okay. So. I did, because I, I remember this one just being, of all the, I've, I've seen all of them except for last night, and I just remember always going like, man, Transformers 2 is just well, the worst thing. It has now been solidified in my brain mm-hmm. as, I, it cannot get worse than this. It, it it doesn't. Okay. I, I mean, I, I remember that. I mean, okay. You know, this is, we didn't even mention the, you know, the line that I always just in the theater for years, like the, I was like, you want an idea of how bad Transformers 2 really is? Mm-hmm. It's when John Turturro is standing underneath Devastator oh, right. reporting his position that I am now standing directly underneath the enemy's scrotum as a couple of wrecking balls are hanging in its crotchal area. Yep. Now. That was all setting up that he was about to have the the Navy fire a railgun at it, which is kind of cool because railguns are fucking rad. Yeah, but just it's still yeah. You got fifteen minutes left in your two and a half hour movie, and you just bust out a robot balls joke. Mm-hmm. It's man, and 
in a dumb way, it makes sense for a giant construction vehicle robot to, for some reason, those two objects of construction vehicles end up right there. But you can't construct a better joke than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Anyway, like I said, first draft. That's what this had to have been. Yeah, or or I don't know when exactly when the writer strike happened. I was thinking, I was thinking the writer strike was more like two thousand seven, because I thought like that's what fucked up the second uh, season of Heroes. Because I want to say like the second season of Heroes were like during the writer strike, and that's why it was so fucking atrocious. But anyway, I mean, I'm I, what I'm saying is either they had it on the you know the first draft was written like as the first movie was done, mm-hmm. or it was like the writer strike was over, and they're like cobble that screenplay together you know like last seconds i don't know if it was like they wrote a first draft then the strike happened or the strike happened and then it was like fucking write a movie as fast as you can 2007 to 2008 yeah so it went into 2008 and they were probably in a they had to start pre-production i'm guessing Mm -hmm. so they were like we gotta yeah give us some outlines and we'll fill in the shitty dialogue later and if we just have an hour and a half of things blowing up at the end we don't have to write any dialogue except for run 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 <laughs> yeah no 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 no. yeah which again this movie doesn't have that it doesn't have the no 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 no's oh but he does yell there are some multiple. drive 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 yeah, drive yeah i was gonna say he <laughs> most of the things he says he says multiple times yeah. very quickly yeah man boy mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway thank you guys for voting for this in the, in the weekly poll um it, it, we got it over with yeah it, Done. And next week you can vote for The Rock. Or if you don't want us to watch any more of these, there will be some other options, but vote for The Rock. Uh, <laughs> and you can do that at patreon.com slash bmfcast. As long as you are a Patreon a patron in any way, mm-hmm. uh, you qualify to vote for the poll. And since you pledged a dollar to listen to the show, that you're in. You can do it. So You're in. Yeah. <laughs> Easy there, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh we appreciate we appreciate your dollar we appreciate your vote um if you are listening to this months down the line on the regular feed we're having a lot of fun where you can vote for movies and we watch them and you should be part of that fun too yeah so throw a dollar in get this show early listen to it when the cool kids listen to it and vote for what you want us to watch and we'll watch it we're real easy like that mm-hmm. it's weird save the day vote for bay <laughs> <laughs> exactly so Until next week, when we hopefully watch The Rock, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Babcast Extra Out. (laughs) 